What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Chase, a.k.a. CR Media. On behalf of myself and The Real Josh Elliott, we appreciate you downloading the podcast, listening, and all of your support. Make sure you guys follow the I-70 Hot Tag and CR Media 1988 on all forms of social media as we continue to grow. We have big plans for 2023, and you won't want to miss them, guys. So if you have any questions or comments, don't hesitate to contact us. Again, everybody, thank you so much, and enjoy the show. Welcome to episode 38 of the I-70 Hot Tag, where we chat and promote local independent wrestling in both Kansas and Missouri. Tonight, we'll have the privilege of interviewing a Midwest wrestling veteran. He's one of the most well-respected wrestlers in our area and has spent many years in Harley Race's World League Wrestling. He's a 10-time WLW Tag Team Champion and a two-time New Breed Wrestling Heavyweight Champion. He's the current reigning, defending New Breed Wrestling Television Champion and WLW World Champion. Tonight, joining us this evening is none other than Superstar Steve. Plus, XWE returns to Salina, Kansas for Road to Glory. We'll run down that entire card and give our predictions on what should be a great night of wrestling. Last but not least, Central States Wrestling is back and they are seemingly not missing a beat. We'll discuss the upcoming February event that they announced earlier this week and much more. Don't go anywhere because the I-70 hot tag starts now. This is the one, the only, Tobias! This is Stormy Renee. You're looking at the big strong boy. I am the illustrious one, Ray Leon. This is a King's Road Slayer, Derek Neal, baby. Yeah! What's up, everybody? It is one half of the beautiful people and seven-time women's world champion, Angelina Love. And aren't you lucky? You are watching the I-70 Podcast. And now... CR Media presents the I-70 Hot Tag with your host, Chaos Chase, and the real Josh Elliott. What is going on, everybody? It's your boy, Chase, a.k.a. CR Media, as you all know online. Uh, and you are here for another episode of the I-70 Hot Tag, episode 38 to be exact. Getting closer and closer to that one year episode um and we've got a special one for you guys tonight um we got uh superstar steve fender on the show um and we've got uh some things we're gonna break down like csw when the levy breaks um josh and i were just talking about it uh yesterday or maybe it was earlier today. My days are kind of mixing together. Uh, but this card is kind of stacking up. Got a lot of new faces in CSW. And definitely uh, definitely excited to, to talk about that. Um, guys, 
We are live on Twitch at CR Media 1988 right now, but we're also live on the I-70 Hot Tags Facebook and YouTube page. So guys, if you haven't already, hit that like button, hit the share button, subscribe, and hit that notification bell so you never, ever miss anything. Uh, we really, really appreciate it over here. Um, guys, subscribe. Uh, you know, I know t YouTube uses the word subscriber, but I want to talk about subscribing on the Twitch. So if you are a subscriber on the Twitch, twitch.tv slash CR Media 1988, you are going to have the opportunity to watch, do a watch along on a premium live event, uh, WWE Royal Rumble with us in the Discord. That's the only way you're going to be able to watch it. So um, you guys can come in there and hang out and watch it. Um, you know, Beats paying the $4.99 or $9.99 a month for Peacock. Uh, you know, uh, you get you get that. Plus, you're going to get some other benefits as well. So one of the perks of being a subscriber to CR Media's Twitch. Um, Josh, man, I feel like I feel like, you know, now that we're doing the pit stop again, I feel like we're we're bonding a lot more. You know? <laughs> we're, we're spending more time together. Yes, sir. So, uh, so sir, why don't you uh, why don't you tell everybody uh, how you are? and tell everybody uh, where they can find you on social media. I am doing fantastic. And, uh, you know, you and I have a big, uh, after tonight, we got a big, big game to attend this Saturday night, afternoon, right. night, uh, Jacksonville at Kansas City. So it should be a fun time. But uh, we're here for the uh, I-70 Hot Tag, guys, episode 38. Uh, you can follow us on all social media platforms. Uh, we're on uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube, currently live on our YouTube page and our Facebook page. As always, appreciate you guys uh, giving us a listen and, and watching us right now on the uh, on those platforms. Um, we are also approaching, uh, I believe, 500. We're right at the 500 mark on the TikTok. So uh, those Damn, followers, those followers are picking up. But uh, we we got to do a lot enough. of uh, uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of ground to cover over the next what 10 11 days to make that thousand mark by the end of the month so Whew. it can happen uh, there's a lot of people sharing it out a lot of people uh trying to make this happen uh if you guys don't know if we get to a thousand followers on the tiktok on the i-70 hot tag right there on the uh on the name tag there uh chase is going to put a date on the calendar in february to do a fundraiser for saint jude's children's hospital and for every dollar amount raised uh he is going to take a chop from someone preferably either moonshine mantel or the king's road slayer derek neal maybe both uh depends uh, both. because it, they seem to be on board because they keep retweeting it and sharing it themselves so uh yep. uh by the way i uh i watched uh i watched um vendetta back and uh watched uh derek neal chop the shit out of mike outlaw and and I was having nightmares as I was watching. It, so, um, I was just like staring at it. So um, Hunter says, get the hot tag to a thou. Chase gets his chest chopped at 1K. Yep. Got a little, got a ways to go, guys. 500, 500 followers in 10 days. I don't know if it's going to happen. But Josh and I are going to put a date on the calendar to do some sort of stream, whether we're playing video games, watching old wrestling or something. And we're going to have a, we're going to have a fundraiser in the stream for you guys to raise money for St. Jude's um, to help us raise money for St. Jude's. 
the the whole point of giving the i70 to a hot tag to a thousand followers is so the i70 hot tag can go live on tiktok and um and then adding the moonshine mantel and the Derek neal aspect to it just adds a little bit more spice onto it because would you rather donate a dollar just to you know like donate a couple dollars out of your pocket for a good for a good cause or would you rather donate a couple dollars out of your pocket for a good cause and to watch me get my 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 tits beat in by uh by moonshine man teller uh uh derek neal so um yeah guys so if, if you guys haven't already make sure you follow the guys semi hot tag josh josh pulls double duty he not only runs his own social medias but he also runs the i70 hot tag social medias for us um because josh knows that i've got a bunch of other stuff besides the hot tag hot tag going on and with josh having a bunch of stuff in his personal life you know being married having three kids under the age of four um greatly appreciate him uh him taking the time to to make sure that the i-70 hot tag is staying active and there's plenty of people out there that are you know getting the word out about the i-70 hot tag um because the whole point of this show is to put over kansas and missouri independent professional wrestling here in the midwest area um to get people to know about it um so if you guys are not able to join us live every thursday night for the i-70 hot tag i got fantastic news um, you can go find the podcast version on Anchor, Google, um, Apple, Stitcher, and Spotify uh, and listen to it on there. Of course, you can still watch the videos on demand on YouTube or on Spotify because uh, Spotify has videos uh, available. Um, so no matter what you're doing, you guys can you know absorb content from the I-70 hot tag, catch our interviews on there with past guests like uh, CSW's um, you know general manager, uh, Michael Strider. I always say general manager because I always forget what they, what his Booker, I think co-owner EVP, EVP. That's what it is. That's the real yeah. popular one nowadays is EVP. So that's what it is. Michael Strider, the EVP of central States wrestling. Um, you know, we had an interview with him. We interviewed Brock Anderson from AEW, Matt Seidel from AEW, Josh, Josh Alexander from impact wrestling. A uh, lot, a of, lot of great people on there that we've interviewed, plus the local talent here in the Kansas City and uh, Missouri and Kansas area. So definitely go check that out. Um, I'm not going to waste any more time here, man. Uh, we're right at 15 minutes minus our, or, you know, counting our five minute countdown. I'm not going to break, break tradition either, Josh. Uh, I'm going to let you introduce our guests like you introduce all of our guests. Uh, but Josh is super excited to introduce this guest because this was a. Uh, Superstar Steve was Josh's first taste of independent wrestling. And Josh has been a fan of Superstar Steve ever since. Uh, yes, what, was it? what was it? 15, 16 years ago? Yeah, it was uh, 2005 or 2006. The World League Wrestling came to uh, Harrisonville, Missouri at their high school or community center, one of the two, and uh, and ran an event. Um, I remember meeting uh, Harley Race was there. I think Lex Luger was one of their... Uh, you know, special guest. He was signing autographs there as well. And uh, yeah, I saw Superstar Steve, Wade Chisholm, um, all the guys there at WLW back in the mid 2000s. So um, yeah, so we got a special guest for you guys. The uh, the current New Breed Wrestling Television Champion and the current World League Wrestling Heavyweight Champion. Please welcome our guest, Superstar Steve.
Welcome to the show, sir. Hello, hello. How's it going? Fantastic. How, how you doing? I'm doing great. Glad to be here. Yeah, appreciate you taking the time out to uh, sit down with us and talk some uh, local independent wrestling with us. Yeah, absolutely. And watching your opening montage era, I realized I used to be skinny too, so that was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, that Metro Pro, uh, that, that one was from uh, 10, 11 years ago roughly, so... Yeah, yeah, it's going it's going back a day or two. I'd say that's probably around twenty twelve, probably yeah. when I wrestled Derek. So nice. It's been a day uh, or two. Willie Hendricks uh gave you uh you know, he's a big fan. I'm sure you're probably familiar with Willie. Uh Willie uh Willie chimes into the show almost every week. And uh when he does chime into the show, uh he has been counting down the days uh that we would be interviewing <laughs> Star Steve. So um Willie's a good dude. I like Willie. Yes. Um, so, Steve, the whole point of this uh, of this show was is Josh and I sat at an independent wrestling event this year, and you know Josh and I were talking about doing a wrestling podcast. You know because every Mark has a wrestling podcast. So why you said not this year, but you mean last year? Yes. Yes. You're right. You're right. My bad. Um, and so, in the middle of talking about a podcast, we were like, you know, everybody does mainstream. Uh, we love the Kansas and, uh, and Missouri independent scene, so why not do something with that? So I start off every single interview I do, Steve, uh, by asking for you to tell us and our viewers, who is Superstar Steve Fender? <laughs> who is Superstar Steve Fender? Well, if you've followed Midwest Wrestling for any length of time, you know that Superstar Steve has been a staple for a whole lot of years. I started wrestling back back in 2000. May 20th of 2000 was my first match. So I've been around for a day or two. I've seen a, a, a guy or two come and go. I've seen a lot of a lot of good workers come through. I've seen a lot of good workers stay. Um, I'm I'm me. I'm, I'm a cock, cocky, pompous asshole <laughs> there you go. There's, there's no need sugarcoating it but nope. if you see me in the ring you know it's true we'll ask willie he'll verify <laughs> so here's a question uh you know you've been around for for many years do you prefer playing the good guy or the bad guy heel which which one do you prefer well i'll tell you what so in 23 years almost 23 years of wrestling now I was the good guy, the baby face, for a grand total of maybe three years. So by far, far and away, I prefer to be the asshole. Yep. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to say it comes natural, but it comes natural. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, you know, we always like to ask, you know, kind of talk to us how you broke into the business. But you know, you can tell us that if you if you'd like. But my question is kind of you know, focus more toward the world league wrestling and your time spent with Harley race. And everybody knows who Harley race is. I just wanted to ask if you had any good Harley race stories you'd like to share for, for us and our viewers. I, I can probably come up with some, but if you wait till later in the interview, you know, talking wrestling and talking the history of what's going on in the Midwest, I'm sure it dug my memory a little bit more. Okay. Uh, but if you want, I'll go ahead and tell you how I got started in the business. Yeah, Go ahead. So way back in, this is going back even before 2000. So I started training. I, I give my official training start date of March 1st of 2000. I don't know if it was the first, but I know it was the very beginning of March somewhere. Um, whatever first Monday of March was, was the first day I started training. 
Um, but even going back a couple years prior to that, the, the Monday Night Wars were hot and heavy. Um, ECW was the brand that I started following. So anybody that's followed wrestling for a long period of time, uh, they, they'll probably know that WWF morphed into WWE and WWF at the time started getting stale. We're talking mid-90s here, early 90s, mid-90s, where you had characters like Duke the Dumpster Drozzy, Quang the Ninja, a bunch of stupid crap, right? You know, it was kind of my teenage years, 14 years old, 15 years old, and my brothers and, and some friends that was watching wrestling really was kind of falling away from it because it was getting kind of hokey and cartoonish. And, and I mean... WWF was kind of the end all be all of wrestling. There wasn't a whole lot of other wrestling on television. There was some stuff here and there, but um, ECW pops up and 16 years old, I start working at McDonald's and one of the guys that's there turns my brother and I onto ECW. He's like, Oh, you know, he found out we were wrestling fans. He's like, Oh, you guys ever watch ECW? We're like, never heard of it. Well, we lived in, uh, Virginia Beach, Virginia at the time, and they just so happened to have television that, that was local, and so we started watching ECW, and I got hooked on it. Uh, yeah, Doink the Clown, too. Thanks, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> See, people know. So, anyway, ECW kind of reinvigorated my passion for wrestling, my love of wrestling. I shouldn't say my passion, my love of wrestling um and it wasn't necessarily the violent stuff i've never been a huge fan of the violent stuff i i've always viewed it as uh it's like a car wreck right when you see a bad car wreck on the highway everybody slows down to look at it that's how i view hardcore wrestling but the guys you know eddie guerrero dean malenko two cold scorpio the guys that were actually wrestling and getting the the fans hooked you didn't see that wrestling anywhere right well if you had japan tapes at the time you could but you never saw that stuff on wwf or wcw and that was the two national companies at the time and that i mean the malenko guerrero series just captivated me man i started watching became a huge fan then and then of course uh wcw started rating ecw for their talent and took some of the cruiserweights and started their cruiserweight division you know guerrero malenko benoit those guys uh, and then, of course, Vince got his hand in there, and that's what really heated up the wrestling wars was was grabbing all this international talent and showcasing it. Well, that's where my passion really came into play. And I knew, you know, I remember taking a shower one day and thinking, man, it, if I don't try this wrestling thing now, I don't want to look back in 40 years or 20 years and say, man, I wish I would have tried that because I've always been athletic and I, I knew I could, I, I could do the stuff that I was seeing on TV. So I started doing some re research, which I'm sure not too many people actually do, but <laughs> I started doing some research and uh, I found out that you, most guys had, had gone to a wrestling school, not, not all of guys, but uh, most guys had gone to a wrestling school um, and so I started researching wrestling schools and found some reputable schools that were out there. Uh, I ended up, I decided if I was going to go to a wrestling school, I needed to get in the gym and I needed to start bulking up. Cause so I was this 17, 18, 19 year old kid. And I weighed probably about 180 pounds at the time, maybe 175, somewhere in there. So, I mean, I wasn't big by any means, about six feet tall, 175. 
And so I started training. I started going to the gym, started lifting weights, started trying to put on weight. And obviously when you're young, I shouldn't say obviously, for a lot of people when you're young, putting on weight is is hard to do. Um, but that was my goal was to put on weight. And the more I read up on schools, the more I realized, hey, you got to do the Hindu squats, you got to hit the cardio, you got to do the gym, you know, it's a combination of everything. So at the time I was working construction and I would go home, work all day, whether it's in the in the uh, winter time or summertime, it didn't matter to me, but I'd work all day. And then after work, I'd come home and I'd go out and I'd go for a run. I'd run about two miles every day. And it didn't matter if it was a hundred degrees outside or 30 degrees outside. I was out there running trying to get my cardio in. And through this whole process, I was still looking up research and wrestling schools. And, and I found three wrestling schools that I thought were reputable that I could go to. One was Dean Malenko school in Florida one was Les Thatcher School in Cincinnati, and I don't remember the third one now, but it was on the East Coast. I don't think it was the Monster Factory, but it was somewhere in that area. Um, and so I sent off to get info from all of them. Well, didn't realize it, but Dean Malenko's school had just shut down because he had signed his contract with WCW, and there was obviously nobody there to run his school since he wasn't going to be there full time. I did get a packet back from Les Thatcher, and I didn't get anything from the third school. Um and I was actually leaning towards going to Les Thatcher school when all of a sudden there was an article in the Jefferson city newspaper about a wrestling school that was opening up in Eldon, Missouri. And so I was like, well, shit, need to take a look at this. Well, lo and behold, it was none other than Harley race that was opening the school. So going back a couple more, a couple years again, I uh, was reading the, the dirt sheets, uh, Wade Keller's, was it Pro Wrestling Torch, I think is what it was, and Meltzer's newsletter. Well, Meltzer and his newsletters, when when news is slow, he'll give a history piece on wrestling. And I knew Harley Race was a, was a pretty big name, but I didn't realize the extent of what he had done in his career and what he meant to the business. Um, but reading through Keller's new or not Keller, reading, reading through Meltzer's newsletters, I realized that he was actually highly respected and was, was, um, you know, he was the man before Ric Flair was the man. So I, I used to, when I was looking for, uh, ways to get into the wrestling business, I was like, man, I should, I should look up Harley race in Kansas city. You know, I found out he lived in Kansas city. So I was like, I should look up Harley race in Kansas city and see if he even trains guys or anything like that. And lo and behold, a couple of years later, here I am reading in the newspaper that he's opening a wrestling school. So I was kind of beyond words. And I was like, man, I got to go check it out. And so I remember driving down there one night. And it was uh, probably late December, early January. I don't remember exactly. Um, but I went down there just to uh, watch, see what was going on, you know, see how they trained guys, see what they did. And I remember walking through the doors and Derek Stone was in the ring with Trevor Murdoch or Trevor Rhodes at the time. And uh, there was a couple guys standing around ringside and Skippy Johnson, who was a referee, was also in the ring. And when I walked in, everybody, it's like you ever hear stories when people like they walk in the door and the room goes silent and everybody just stares at them. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. Like I walked in, I, I was walking up to the doors, glass doors, walking up to the doors and I could see him doing stuff in the ring. And just as soon as I opened that door, nothing. Everybody stopped what they was doing was looking at me. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so I walk in and there's kind of like a bar area on the left when you walked in. And not a bar area, not like 
drinks, but like an actual bar. Um, I guess it could have been for drinks, but there was no drinks there. Uh, but on the right hand side, there were some couches and chairs. And so I just walked in, I just sat down and everybody's just looking at me <laughs> and I'm like, Oh, they're going to start wrestling any minute here. Right. And nobody, I mean, they're not doing anything. Nobody's saying nothing. They're just staring at me. I'm like, okay. Well, then Skippy Johnson walks over and he's like, Hey, Hey Buck, can I help you? And I was like, uh, yeah, I was, was thinking about coming and training at the school, but you know, I kind of want to watch. Oh, sorry, man. We don't let people watch. It's closed, closed practices or closed training. I'm like, oh, okay. So he's like, I can give you some information on the school if you're interested. And, you know, you can schedule a tryout and come back at some point. And so I was like, all right, sure. So he gave me some information on the school. And, I mean, I wasn't blown away. If you've ever – I don't know if anybody that's listening has ever been to the original um, Harley Race Wrestling Academy. It was on Maple Street in Eldon, Missouri. But it's kind of a shithole. I ain't going to lie. <laughs> it was – it was an old building that had a wrestling ring in it and Harley actually rented his side of this giant room from this other piece of shit that ran a gym on the other side. And I don't remember his name, but he was a work of art. And basically he owned, he was leasing the whole area, but he only uses the half with the gym on it. And so he subleased unbeknownst to the landlord he subleased Harley his side of the building. <laughs> But, but you know I, I wasn't i wasn't blown away but i was working a full-time job at the time i still lived at home so i was like dude i don't have to pay rent i can come train you know i can work full-time still make my money come down train in the evenings and everything would be cool and that's that's what happened you know i scheduled a tryout and when i scheduled my tryout uh skippy was the one that was running the tryout at the time uh also unbeknownst to me in between the time that i scheduled my tryout and the time that i actually went in there to see the school derek stone and harley kind of got into it and i think it had a lot to do with gracia who was uh derek's first wife but they all kind of got into it and derek and gracia left and harley ended up replacing him with um jay hannah and if you give me a little bit, I'll think of what his ring name was. But Jay Hanna was his name. Uh, nice enough guy, but um, I don't think he had the knowledge that Derek had. Um, so that happened in the meantime. But I scheduled my tryout, and Skippy's running the tryout. Skippy's kind of running training a little bit, I think. Jay was like the head trainer, but when he wasn't in there, Skippy would run through stuff with some of the guys too because he, he ended up living at the school at one time. But uh, that's, you know, I scheduled, I scheduled the tryout. It was me. It was uh, Tim Warcloud. Um, There's a couple other guys there. And I was, of course, since I prepared and, and knew ahead of time that cardio was huge in pro wrestling. And I have great cardio to begin with, but I was blowing those guys away in cardio and, I vividly recall Trevor Murdoch. <laughs> this is a good story. <laughs> Here I am blowing the guys away. And I remember doing something. I don't remember what it was. I was doing something cardio-wise. It was either push-ups. I was, I was on the ground on all fours. And Trevor Murdoch comes in just to see what's going on because he knew there was a tryout there. And he sits on the couch, and he starts cheering me on. And I got done doing what I was doing. I stood back up, and he's like, all right, man, keep up the good work or something. And I was like, who are you, the cheerleader? <laughs> 
<laughs> had no idea who he was. Didn't right. Wrestler. But, but there he was cheering me on and I was blowing everybody else away. So I was like, why is this guy cheering me on? Why isn't he cheering these other guys on, pushing them to keep going and doing what they're doing, right? <laughs> Trevor didn't like that. And so he went over to Skippy and he said something to Skippy, which I found out later was, Skippy, you need to blow this guy up. And <laughs> Skippy's response was, I'm trying. <laughs> so, so that was that was my introduction to Trevor, and that was how I got started in the business. Uh, that was my very first – that was my tryout. I blew everybody away. They said, yeah, we'd like to have you here. Um, I wasn't overly blown away by the school itself or the ring. If anybody had ever seen that old ring that was in there, it's actually up in the WLW school right now still, the Harley Race Wrestling Academy school up in Troy. It's an old ring from the 50s that Harley recalled wrestling in in uh, was it not Des Moines in Omaha uh, he recalled using the ring that was in there in Omaha at television tapings <laughs> so I mean it was an old ring and it ended up getting retrofitted with the spring in it and it was stiff it was very stiff <laughs> yes Austin is very old too <laughs> but, but that's how I got, that's how I got started in the business and that was the ring that I started training in when I first started there's there's a lot of blood, sweat, and tears left in, in the, the various canvases and various boards of that ring. So. I bet. Um, so Steve, uh, last month, well, not last month, but um, it was December. Well, yes, it was last month. My bad. Uh, Central States Wrestling brought back Deal with the Steel, uh, and they uh, they named this one Deal with the Steel Four. Um, the one, uh, from 16 years ago, this past Monday on, uh, on our second show, the pit stop, we did a watch along, uh, of deal with the steel three from December of 2006. You teamed up with Michael Strider and Derek stone, and you took on the girthy management group, which consisted of Jeremy Wyatt, hype, hype Gotti and Wade Chisholm. Uh, oh, by the way, uh, Jay Hanna's wrestling name was Mr. Destiny. Mr. Destiny, yes. Yeah. Um, yes. Anyways, going back to the deal with the steel, uh, tell us what you remember about that extremely uh, b- bloody match. Was that a cage match? Yes, it was war game style. <laughs> the one thing I remember is that everybody bled in that match except for me. <laughs> <laughs> and if you uh, if you ever get the opportunity to do the or to watch that watch along we did on our YouTube. Uh, Josh and I mentioned the exact same thing. We were like, yep. Jesus, everybody is, everybody was gushing blood. And after the match, you're wiping other people's blood off of you. <laughs> Strider, Strider had a fork in the match and was stabbing yeah. people in the forehead. Strider was in heaven for that match. He was dying to do that match. Uh, yeah. And Strider's sadistic. That's all I can say about the guy. He's sadistic. <laughs> he, he, he's one of the... I don't want to say stiff, but he, he's one of the realest wrestlers that I've worked. He will get in there, and you don't have to worry about there being light in between his stuff. He's going to put everything in there snug. And he may even – he may intentionally just beat the shit out of you, but he also expects it back. And, and you know, I've known Mike a, long, a lot of years, so I think I first met him in probably oh. 
05 or 06. I don't remember now. It may have been before that. <clears throat> um, but, yeah, the deal with the steel, man, that was – it was a fun match, but like I said, everybody in it bled, and I've never been a fan of blood either, which goes back to the hardcore gimmick, right? You know. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, that's why I was chuckling when you mentioned that. <laughs> it was it was a cage match, and I, it was cool to be able to do a cage match, but I wasn't about to blade, and I didn't. <laughs> and afterwards, I think is when it finally hit everybody. When everybody was standing around, bleeding and wiping and cleaning themselves up. Somebody looked at me and said, "Oh shit! Everybody's bleeding except for Steve." Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it was a, it was a fun match. I really enjoyed it. And Central States back in those days, there was a lot of good workers and and fond memories from back in that time. A lot of a lot of great workers now, man. Uh, if, if you don't mind me asking, this is kind of off the cuff. Sure. Uh, we we gonna see Superstar Steve in, in Central States wrestling anytime soon? No idea. All right. <laughs> I, I I haven't reached out to those guys, and they haven't reached out to me. But I mean, we 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 got a lot of new faces coming on this show uh, in February. So um, you know, maybe potentially down the down the line, we'll uh, we'll see a a new old face. So it's, it's possible. You never know. You never you know. know. Never say never. That's right. So you uh, you mentioned uh, you know good workers back in, in the old CSW days. Kind of kind of tell us who who you think some of the uh, your better opponents or some of your best matches has been over your career. Over my career, yeah. Or you can do most recently. It's up to you. But I just figured if you had a favorite mm-hmm. match or favorite opponent. Uh, one of my favorite opponents of all time was a guy named Steve Anthony, King of the Four Fifty. Steve Anthony, I love wrestling him. Uh, he was a Harley guy for a couple years. He ran the school. This probably would have been back from like either 08 or 09 to around 2010, 2011, somewhere in that time frame. He, he lived down in Eldon, ran the school for Harley, was the head trainer. Uh, always liked working him. Uh, Trevor Murdoch, Trevor Rhodes was a guy that we've always got on really well together and always had really good matches. Uh, we've always pushed each other and uh, I mean, that goes back to the very beginning. Like I said, he was there in my tryout, you know, cheering me on. And there, there I am calling him a cheerleader, asking if he's a cheerleader, right? <laughs> so, so, I mean, the friendly rivalry, you know, we're pushing each other to get better. And, and obviously it worked because I went places and he went places. You know, he went farther than what I did, which is awesome. I'm very happy for him. You know, I still talk to him to this day. Uh, one of my good friends, a guy I consider a good friend, um, but always had good matches with him, uh, always pushing each other. Uh, tag teams, I love teaming with Ace Steel. I love teaming with Matt Murphy. Um, uh, I don't know. Man, I've had so many good matches and wrestled so many people over the years, and right. <laughs> you get lost in a log jam. Uh We'll talk about newer guys. I like uh, Raheem De La Suede from WLW now. Uh, Moses the Deliverer. I like two really good guys outside of the ring and two guys that really progressed inside the ring. Um, Niles Plonk. Plonk A, Plonk. Uh, Craig's a good dude. Uh, when I first started, he was a Central States guy when I first started. And there was a period from probably, oh, 
I don't know. It's hard saying because uh, Metro Pro started up at some point when Central State stopped, so I probably saw him in there. But there was a period where I didn't see him for quite a few years, and I, I didn't think he was a great wrestler before, but I didn't think he was a bad wrestler. You know, he I would say he was average at the time when I last saw him, but then this couple-year period went by, and I saw him at a New Breed show, and I don't – I don't remember if I – I don't think I worked him at that show, but I saw him at a new breed show, and I watched him work, and I was kind of blown away. You know, I hadn't seen him work in years. Of course, he had done the, the NWL stuff um, prior to me seeing him, but I was blown away, blown away by uh, how much better he had gotten since I last saw him. Uh, he's a I mean, good local dude. Um, yeah, Niall said, you know, we had him on the show earlier uh, last year. And he mentioned his time in NWL, and that was kind of the, you know, he didn't say it was his turning point, but that's kind of where that that gimmick, that connoisseur, that's kind right. of where he found his niche and his character was there in NWL. He's kind of taken off from there. So, right, uh, I agree. He's 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 a good talent. Let me think, man. Bull Schmidt, you know, opponents in tag matches or even a singles matches. Bull Schmidt, me and him tore the house down so many times. Uh, it was ridiculous. Uh, Wade Chisholm, uh, of course, Trevor was involved in quite a few singles and and tag matches with me. Um, yeah, if, I, mean, I don't know. <laughs> There's I, a lot of them. You don't got to name them all. I just, yeah, I was just uh, wanting to have you run through a few of them for sure. I don't, I don't know if I actually have a favorite match in Missouri, but I mean, at one time Harley was bringing in the Noah guys too. And so I know I was involved in several six man tag matches that were really good too over the years. I remember one in Sedalia, it was me and Darren Wade. And I don't remember the third person. The third person was Kenta. I'm sorry. Me, Darren Wade and Kenta. And we wrestled Morishima and I think it was Denty Moore, who um, you'll know is a Beer City Bruiser now, and his tag team partner, um, not John Tatum. Tatum was his last name, Brad, maybe. But anyway, we had a six-man tag in Sedalia that was phenomenal, I thought. Just so many good men. I had 23 years. <laughs> right. Oh, I don't want to toot my horn, but I've, I've had a lot of I've, I've met a lot of quality workers over the years, and I've had quite a few matches that I'm proud of over the years, too. If I had to bring up one that I know that I would say is really great, um, I wrestled this guy. His name was the Greek God Papadon. He's a Northeast guy, and he came to one of the WLW camps many years ago. This is probably 05... 04, 05, 06, somewhere in there. It was, it was, it may have been the year that Kenta Kabashi came to the camp, which was also the year that he wrestled, he wrestled Samoa Joe after he left Elden for Ring of Honor. So whatever year that was, I'm pretty sure is the year I wrestled Papadon. But we did that show and that show got recorded. And I remember either the following week or two weeks later, I was in at the school and Harley wanted to review all the matches and watch the matches with the guys and give feedback on it. And he sat there and he watched my match and he he's just like he's like, Yeah. I don't I don't know if I could say a whole lot of bad stuff. It's one of the most fluid matches I've seen in quite a while. <laughs> and I was just blown away that he had 
I mean, there was no criticism he can give me. I was like, come on, Harley, there's got to be something. And he's like, well, it was it was really fluid. <laughs> it's like I'm begging you, Harley. I'm trying to get better, man. What do you got? Tell me you didn't like the way I turned my head or something. You know, give me something. And he, he couldn't give me anything. So uh, that, that one kind of stands out to me, too. So uh, let's switch gears to new breed wrestling for a little bit here, uh, Steve. We know you've won their heavyweight championship a couple times. Uh, recently, you know, you beat Slammer Mania for the uh, new breed wrestling television championship. A match you received because you won the Chris Wyatt Memorial Battle Royal last month. Right. Um, so talk to us about new breed wrestling as a whole. And then if you don't mind, talk to us about your relationship with dangerous Derek McQuinn. Sure. Um, new breed wrestling. I think they've been around for either three or four years now. Um, uh, if it's been longer than that, then time's going by too quick for me. <laughs> uh, but they're based out of Elda, Missouri, which is where WLW was based out of for many, many years until they moved up to Troy, uh, to try to get closer to St. Louis, uh, to try to draw more people in for training. Um, so Scotty Z's uh, the owner of New Breed Wrestling, and he he used to be a referee for Harley. He was a really a really good referee, ain't gonna lie. He was a really good referee for Harley. Um, and after WLW left, he decided he wanted to start his own group, so he started New Breed Wrestling, and is based out of Eldon, and has kind of expanded, runs Sedalia, and runs some other spot towns here and there. Um, but yeah. I, They've been around three or four years, and then they're doing doing what they can to to bring wrestling to the Midwest, which is appreciative. You know, gives gives guys another place to work, uh, gives fans another outlet to come and cheer, boo their wrestlers, which is awesome. Um, I guess my relationship with Derek McQuinn, uh, Derek's a good buddy of mine, man. We we go back many many years. Um, I probably first met him and it was either 01 or 02. He came in for a, an open tryout and he's one of those guys that he has a, a football background. So he played football in college and he came in and he kind of blew away the other people that was in the open tryout and he wanted to come in he wanted to train and he did. And we hit it off right away. I mean, he, he moved to Eldon and, you know, we would, we would train in the evening and on the weekends we would wrestle. And then we, after wrestling, we'd go to the bars and we'd close the bars down and then we'd go home and wake up and do it all again. Right. You know, you do it Friday night, you do a Saturday night, then you recover Sunday. <laughs> and, and when you're young, it doesn't bother you, but when you get older, it sure does. <laughs> but yeah, he's, he's a good buddy of mine. Uh, oh, come on, Willie. He's not soft core. I was just getting under his skin. <laughs> <laughs> he, yeah he's he's had a i don't want i can't put words in his mouth but in in my opinion he's had a, a love-hate relationship with the business he was in the business for many years and he did well um he was wlw heavyweight champion and at one time he held the tag team belts as well but he ended up getting hurt and uh i believe he hurt his shoulder the first time and was gone for several years and then decided he was going to come back and uh, of course open arms come on back love love some Derek McQuinn so come on back and do our thing and then we did for a while and 
then he got hurt again. So I think he hated the business really after he got his neck jacked up, which I mean, if you're in the business for any length of time, there's a good possibility you're going to have neck issues. Uh, I've had surgery on my neck and I know he needs surgery on his, but until he gets to a point where he's confident in the surgery or the surgeon, I don't think he's going to do it. But yeah, I mean, he's a good buddy of mine and uh, known him for many, many years and hopefully many, many years leads to a whole lot more years in the future. Absolutely. For sure. Uh, real quick here, we do have a comment from Brian J. Bay Bay, uh, who says, Steve, you were always nice and a good guy when I was a photographer uh, there at uh, New Breed. As someone who works behind the scenes at a few promotions, I just wanted to say thank you. Yeah, yeah I mean, I'm an asshole inside the ring, and <laughs> I, I, I'm kind of an introvert. And I'm, well, not kind of. I am an introvert. So, uh, I mean, I don't go around talking to a lot of guys. I'm kind of the silent guy in the back. But, you know, there's there's certain guys that you open up to and that you get close with. You know, like we were just talking, Derek's one of those guys. Trevor's one of those guys. You know, guys that you've been around, uh, guys you travel with, guys you've gone to war with. You know, I mean, those those are the guys that, you know, the bonds that are going to last lifetimes right there. Um, but being the quiet guy in, in, in the back, you know, a lot of guys are afraid. You know, they see me sitting there, but they're afraid to come up and talk to me. And I'm approachable. I, I, I've never turned anybody away. You know, if you got a question, feel free to come ask me. If, if you want my advice, come come ask me. I'll give you my advice. You might not like it. I might not like it, but I'll give you my advice on something if you want to hear it. But, you know, behind the scenes, I, I never turn anybody away. Awesome. So, uh, you know, you had you had a couple opportunities uh, in the early 2000s. Um, you had a couple matches for WWE or WWF. Uh, I believe it was on Velocity. I think it had a couple Sunday Night Heat matches. What did you take away from those experiences working up in uh, in the WWE? <laughs> Or did you know? I, I'm sure that was a big time, you know, a big opportunity for you back then. So yeah, I mean, my very first WWE match was in January of 2001. I don't remember the exact date, like 18th, 19th, 20th, whatever day. Dell Earnhardt died. It was the day after that. Dell Earnhardt died on a on a Sunday. On Monday, we was wrestling in St. Louis. Um, but I'd only been in the business, you know, not even a year when I got my first match. Uh, and my very first match was me and Matt Murphy doing a tag match with uh, Kai and Tai, Shofunaki and Takamichinoku. And the coolest thing, one of the, Shofunaki is one of the coolest guys I've ever met. Because after I did that match, so that was in January, uh, the following July, I went to Japan the first time. So... Five months, six months later, I'm, I'm going to Japan. Well, one of Funaki's uh, good buddies was Daisuke Ikeda, who worked for Noah. And once Funaki realized that I was going to Japan for Noah, every time I went back to WWF, he always remembered me. He'd always come over and he'd always talk to me, which I thought was just awesome. Because most of the guys, when you go up there, they want nothing to do with any of the extras, right? You go up there and you're like, man, they avoid you like the plague and you're wondering, you know, I know I'm just here, but say hi to me or something. Right. You know, you just got people that just walk around and 
I'm sure they've, they've got things on their mind or whatever's going on, but it just felt so ostracized as an extra being up there that it, a lot of the experiences, I mean, I know a lot of guys didn't want to be there because you had to be there at noon and you couldn't leave until after 10 p.m. And a lot of guys didn't like just, I mean, there's a lot of dead time where you're just sitting around and a lot of guys didn't like that. Um, but the actual work, you know, uh, over the years, I think I did, I think I did five televised matches for them, and I did one dark match. Um, but I, I wasn't ever a fan of their ring. I, I thought their ring was too soft for me. Uh, and I actually I got more sore after working in their ring than I did the independent rings at the time because it was so soft is what I always blamed it on. But I really don't know if that's the case or not. But I mean – trying to do something in the business, trying to get somewhere. Um, you're just trying to make a name for yourself. So anything you can do to get your name out there, right? Uh, Whether it's working WWE, WWF, whether you're trying to get in, you know, WCW closed down not too long after I started wrestling. So like a year after I started wrestling, a year and a half, maybe. So we never did anything with WCW, but I think Harley at one point did try to get something going, but they were in such disarray the time he tried getting us booked in there that nothing ever came of it. Um, but the best thing you can do is get your name out there. The more your name is out there, uh, the more people are likely to say, Oh, I saw you. I heard you were over here at this group. I heard you were over there at that group. And then things on social media nowadays just start blowing up. You know, social media wasn't a thing in the early two thousands when I started wrestling. Uh, right. If it was, maybe I'd be more into social media. I don't know. It's <laughs> not my thing, but um, it, the name of the game is, is getting your name out there. People know who you are and people know you're having matches and know you're traveling around paying your dues. Uh, you're more likely to go places. <clears throat> you know, one thing, one thing Harley always told us was, um, learn the basics, you know, learn how to wrestle, because if you know how to wrestle, you can go anywhere in the business and you'll find that's true. You look at the WWE guys, you know, if you find the guys that were recruited out of college or, or, um, you know, the guys that come out like the Canadian football league or some of the other athletes that they recruit that weren't, um, fans of professional growing professional wrestling growing up, they were, they were just big and WWE liked their look or liked their athletic background and made them a wrestler. Those guys never stuck with the business because they never cared to learn how to work. You know, it's, it's the independent guys that had a passion for the business. They're, they're the ones that stick around for 20, 25 years. Yeah, most definitely. Um, so as of right now, Steve, we're only covering Kansas and Missouri. Like I said, right now, whole idea of naming the show the i-70 hot tag is we got plenty of room to grow but uh you know i, I do want to take an opportunity and talk to you i-70 about- goes all the way to pennsylvania man yeah it goes all, it goes across the united states so yep. um you know uh, one day we'll have some big sponsors and and we'll uh we'll we'll, we'll be we'll be covering you know more than just uh kansas and missouri but uh you know i i did uh did notice a lot of you know you know, obviously, you know, seen a bunch of your work here in Kansas and Missouri, uh, but know you've done a lot of work for SICW. Um, what can you tell us about that that company and your time there? 
So SICW, I was Herb, Herb Simmons is the promoter of SICW, and he's not actually the one that booked me there originally. Scotty Z from New Breed Wrestling, and another guy, um, Doug Bird, who knows Herb Simmons very well, are actually the guys that brought me into SICW. Um, and it just kind of blossomed from there. I had met, uh, I'd met Larry, um, Madison years before at one of WLW shows at the Shrine Mosque up there in St. Louis. Um, but I never really wrestling for Harley and wrestling for WLW. I kind of put all my eggs in one basket. Uh, I knew that if I stayed there and, um, I got good at what I was doing with Harley that that would open doors for me. So I was never really worried about trying to branch out and work for other groups. Um, and to an extent it worked for me, obviously, cause I went to Japan. Um, but for SICW, one of the things that I really liked was that Larry Madsick was there. And when I first started going there, he was still really sharp. I mean, up until the day he died, I think his memory was there but his body was just giving out on him is, is uh, really what happened. But just going to the SICW shows and, and you know, I'd, I'd find Larry before one of the shows and I'd get a story or two from him. You know, I'd ask him about, he'd give stories about Bruiser Brody or I'd ask him about certain guys and how they were and, you know, what, what they what they was like outside of the ring. Uh, and that really, for me, is what made me want to go to SICW in the first place, because once I started talking to Larry and hearing, hearing the stories that Larry had to tell and, and knowing that he'd been around the business for so long, made me want to go back and, and, and get more, you know, like a sponge. I want to soak that up. You know, I've always been a, a fan of just hearing stories from the old days, you know, like I'd sit in Harley's office for hours and, and, and talk to him about different guys or, or, you know, tell me a story from Amarillo or tell me a story from, from Florida championship wrestling, you know, um, back then cell phone cameras weren't a thing, but man, if you, if you could have recorded some of those conversations and got those stories from those guys firsthand, because I can tell you some of the stories and, you know, Harley wrote a, a book, an autobiography and the stories that are in the book are very similar to what he tells, but they don't have all the detail of the stuff that he told just because it's not family friendly or it, it wouldn't go over well in in the media so i mean just just hearing it from those guys firsthand I mean, you can't you can't get any better than that if cell phones were a thing back then i could have recorded some of that stuff you know just going back and listen to it now I mean, put me in heaven right i uh i I'm, I'm right there with you uh you know we had um you know it was one of our one of our first interviews we did was with michael strider and then, uh, you know, it was right. He was telling stories and Josh and I, we let that interview go on. And we were like, I was like, dude, I could have sat and listened to him for another four or five hours. Tell stories. Like it's the, like you Strider, Derek stone, you know, those, you guys are the type of guys that I'd kill to get into a bar and just, and pay the tab. And I'd, and I'd keep it going just to, just to hear the stories. Strider's one of those guys that tried for years again with Harley and, you know, the timing was just never right. You know, Harley wasn't looking for guys to bring in. He has a group of guys he was using. He was bringing in guys from the school that he was using, but eventually Strider got in and started working some dates for Harley. And I remember vividly 
I don't know if we were at the show or driving to the show, but I remember being with Strider. He's like, son of a bitch, we're wrestling for Harley fucking race. (laughs) 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 He was just such a fan, you know. Good dude. I love Strider, man. Good dude. But he was just so pumped that he was actually wrestling for Harley race, man. That's just – you you don't see that from guys nowadays. You don't hear people going – trying not to throw shade on anybody, but you don't hear anybody going, oh, my God, I'm wrestling for Davey Richards, or oh, my God, I'm wrestling for Michael Strider, or I'm wrestling for WLW. You guys just don't do that anymore, you know, but Harley Race had his own promotion. Dusty Rhodes had his own promotion. I'm sure guys did it down there for Dusty, too, you know, down in Georgia, but that's, that's the stuff that few people got to experience. And so, you know, talking with uh, Dennis McCaw's, uh, he wrestles as a drill instructor for WLW, and he wrestles as a Tillicon for SICW. But, man, we tell old WLW stories all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, really, for for us, that was like the golden years of, of our careers because we didn't realize what a great time it actually was. We didn't realize that, fuck, we're wrestling for Harley Race, you know. We're wrestling for the man who was the man in this business who has just so much respect. Uh, and guys just can't say that nowadays. I mean, it's something that we we can look back on and cherish, but you'll never see it again. Absolutely. Yeah. I can't. I'll, I'll share a Harley story with you real quick. <laughs> I just thought of. <laughs> so I was doing WWE tapings in St. Louis one time, and there were several of us there, and it was one of those times where not a lot was going on at, at the. At at this point in time, they were kind of uh, disorganized when it came to extras. Like some years after this point in time, they would actually have the extras come in. They'd have them, uh, you know, you had to show up in suit and tie and look presentable, but they would have them get into some workout gear after this point in time. And they would have them get in the ring and they would actually evaluate them a little bit and give them a little bit of feedback. But at the point in time of this story, it just didn't do that just because they were just so disorganized and really probably didn't really give a damn about the extras anyway, uh, unless you blew them away with a look or, you know, if you had a really good look to you. Um, but anyway, I'm down at ringside and I'm bored as fuck and I'm, I'm watching in the ring and Bill DeMott's in the ring. And this is around the time of Tough Enough and Josh Matthews had won Tough Enough like a year before, Right like the worst choice of a winner for tough enough ever. So obviously he was blowing somebody and I'm watching him run the ropes, build the watch, build the instructing him how to run the ropes. And I'm watching him run the ropes. And I kid you not, he's running the ropes and he's running on his tiptoes and he looks like a damn fairy when he's running the ropes. And I'm standing outside the ring. And by this point in time in my career, I'd already been to Japan at least a dozen times and been in the ring with some of the greatest wrestlers in the freaking world and not to toot my own horn, but I was, I was a good hand in the ring and I was just looking in the ring and I couldn't believe what I was watching. I was just shaking my head and I was like, fuck it. I'm going to catering. We'll get something to eat. (laughs) And so I turned, I turned to walk up the entrance ramp area. And as soon as I started walking off, Harley was actually walking down to ringside. And <laughs> by this point in time, they had switched to doing some bumps too. Like he would hit the ropes 
And at the end of hitting the ropes, he would take a couple back bumps and then he'd take like a 30 second break and then he'd start hitting the ropes again. And then he'd take a couple back bumps at the end of it. And then he'd take like a 30 second break. And there, Bill DeMott was the whole time trying to tell him what he was doing wrong and, and what, what to fix and everything. Right. So critiquing him as he was doing his thing. And just as soon as I turned to walk away, take a couple steps up the aisleway, and there's Harley. He's like, why the fuck do they have a guy who's never taken a bump correctly in his life in there teaching guys how to take bumps? <laughs> and I said, I have no idea, Harley, but I can't watch any more of it. I'm going to catering. <laughs> Uh, that's That's great that's good (laughs) so you know as we're kind of winding this thing down uh we got a big event coming up uh on february 4th uh wlw presents hard knocks just a few weeks away uh your opponent is going to be announced at the event so you have to buy tickets to find out who you're who you're wrestling tell us who do you think your opponent should be and tell us why it should be moses the deliverer who do I think it should be? Yep. I don't care who it is. They're going to lose. <laughs> you think Moses uh, deserves a, a uh, title rematch? Okay. Uh, in all seriousness, um, like I said earlier, I, I love Moses. Moses has come a long way in a few short years. Uh, he puts in the work. Uh, he's trying to get his name out there. He's working for several different companies. Uh, he, he does put in the work and uh, I think that's evident. We've, we've had some, we've had a couple really good matches for sure. Um, does he deserve a rematch? He, he probably does deserve a rematch. Yeah. Is he going to get one? Not up to me to decide. I, I don't care who I'm wrestling. I don't know who I'm wrestling yet. And I really don't care. Um, when I say I don't know who I'm wrestling, it's legit. I haven't talked to anybody to find out who I'm wrestling. So <laughs> it's not always the case. I usually know at least a week beforehand, and still I don't know. So um, <laughs> Austin Muitalo, yeah. Would be pretty astonishing. Willie is awesome. past your bedtime, dude. Go to sleep. <laughs> well, I think, with, uh, I think with Moses being the longest reigning WLW champion – uh, I, I think he most definitely deserves a title shot. Not only was he the longest reigning WLW champion, um, I believe he's also the youngest WLW champion as well. And not only that, but when they brought Trevor Murdoch in for the anniversary show, which I couldn't make, they put him in the position of wrestling Trevor Murdoch, which speaks volumes for for the uh, ability that the guy has. So, um, I think without a doubt that he would be up there in, in the contention of guys that definitely deserve a title shot. I like it. Um, so, Steve, uh, why don't you tell us and our viewers what other ventures and bookings do you got going on in the next few weeks? Ooh, the next few weeks. So I do have the WLW show on February the 4th, and then the following weekend, the 11th, I am doing the SICW show, which will be in Belleville, Illinois. And then the Sunday, so the 12th, would be the SICW TV tapings, which would be in East Carondelet, Illinois, which is right outside St. Louis, about 10, 15 minutes outside St. Louis. So 
that's what I got going on in March. Potentially a match uh, show for WLW on the 25th as well. That's not set in stone for me, but WLW does have a show that's going to be on Fort Leonard Wood, and I think that's going to be a pretty a pretty big show as well. Um, and then, of course, March, uh, I'll have a WLW show on the first Saturday in March. I don't remember if that's the 4th or the 5th. It's some, somewhere around there. And then the following weekend again, SICW for Saturday and Sunday. And then New Breed Wrestling also has a show March 18th in Eldon, Missouri, but I'll be out of state for that, so I won't be at that show. But looking in the, in the near term, that's the shows I got going on. So you will be at the February 25th show at Fort Leonard Wood? Uh, that's unknown for me at the time. I probably won't know until uh, early February. Okay. More weeks. Yeah, I'm gonna sure. I'm gonna show a graphic here. We're gonna talk about it a little bit later, but uh, oh, yeah. it, it salute to the soldiers at Fort Leonard Wood, Missouri. Uh, they got Matt Seidel and Bob Orton gonna be there. Yeah. You can see some of the wrestlers there in the background who are scheduled to be there. So, but check them out. Should be a good show. Yeah, I, I told them it'd be kind of a – they need to know two weeks ahead of time so they can do background checks on the wrestler since it's on a military base. Um, but I told them I'd give them notice as soon as I knew for sure. But uh, as of right now, I had another function going on that evening. So I more than likely, unless something happens, more than likely won't make the show. But it's always possible that I, I could. Okay. So uh, do you sell any merchandise? <laughs> I, I wish yeah <laughs> i've tried at different points throughout my career to sell stuff and i have never been able to sell stuff i do have shirts currently i think i have like six xl shirts left they're out in my car still i don't yeah. have them here to show you <laughs> i have shirts um for 20 bucks that i sell at the shows uh, and i do have some trading cards that I sell for three dollars a piece. It kind of has a picture of me on the front and then a little bio on the back. So they're pretty cool. Three dollars a piece, uh, twenty dollars for the shirts. But if you're a show and I got merchandise available, come up and buy some. Or if you just want to come talk to me at intermission, I, I don't go out. It depends on where I'm wrestling. If I go out to intermission or not, because uh, I've been to I've been around some of these cities and towns for so many years that everybody's really seen me. <laughs> so right. I try to limit how much I go out sometimes, unless I know there's a lot of new faces out there for a new area and then I'll go out. But um, sometimes I sell stuff, sometimes I don't, but in all reality, I've never really sold anything. So I just don't. <laughs> yeah. Completely understandable. Um <laughs> So, Steve, I think I know the answer to this question, but I'm going to ask it anyways, because, uh, you know, obviously uh, the type of, you know, the type of climate we live in, um, it's the best way to get your name out there. Uh, where can everybody find you on social media? I do have a Facebook account. It's under my real name, Stephen Fender. It's S-T-E-P-H-E-N, Stephen Fender. But honestly, I I get on there once or twice a week, and that's usually about it. I'm not on there all the time. Um social media has become something that it wasn't intended for. And there's so much hate and negativity on it that I start scrolling through it. And I wonder why, why I'm reading the crap that I'm reading. So I just avoid it for the most part. <laughs> you you, you got to get you somebody that, uh, that can post, like post your pictures and clips of your matches and stuff on there. Uh, you know, uh, that way, that way you don't have to do it. People, people <laughs> like us, people like us will message you and bother you to get on podcast and 
and it'll be <laughs> it'll be some 19 year old girl that, that works for you and she'll just be like yeah sure pretending to be you so, <laughs> that's, what you, that's what you need my friend um so superstar steve this was lots of fun man um like i said dude uh you know guys guys that have been in the business for you know uh, long periods of time i just especially guys that can tell stories about guys like harley race and you know terry funk and bruiser brody and all that other stuff um marjorie uh, this is a big fan it is uh do you know uh do you know marjorie I might know Marjorie. She might be my fiance. Yeah, <laughs> I figured by uh, I figured by Willie's comment. <laughs> um, so, like I said, we uh, if if I could, I don't know if you drink or not, but if I could buy you if I could buy you fifteen rounds, I'd let you. I'd let you tell stories all night. There's a bear shit in the woods. <laughs> yeah, my man. <laughs> I do. I do drink, but not for another week and a half. I'm on a thirty day diet, so. Gotcha, gotcha. There you go. Um, so at the uh, at the end of these, I know you you might have heard in the the beginning. Uh, you know, at the end of these, we always ask, you know, in closing, that you know you you kind of get the gimmick turned on, get into character, and uh, you know just say, hey, this is Superstar Steve, and you're watching the I seventy Hot Tag. Um, if you don't mind, uh, sure. what Josh and I will do is we'll put you we'll put you bit on big screen as soon as we pull you up to the big screen. All you got to do is just kick it off. Sure. All right. This is Superstar Steve Fender. World League Wrestling, New Breed Wrestling, SICW Wrestling. That was stupid. Cut that. <laughs> You're good. You, you can start over. <laughs> Take two. <laughs> this is Superstar Steve Fender. Midwest wrestler extraordinaire. If you want to see a hell of a podcast, tune into the I-70 hot tag right here on Facebook. Love it. Is it on Facebook or is it more than just Facebook? It's more than just Facebook. That, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah, we're good. No, we're, yeah. That's perfect. That was yes. goofy. I can do another one some other time. Oh, you're <laughs> good. Go. We'll definitely well, have you we'll, on again. Yeah, we'll de we'll definitely have you on again. Uh, you know, jo like I said, Josh and I, uh, we never ever thought that this would work and kind of and not take off but you know when we first started doing this we thought oh we'll cover the four wrestling promotions in missouri and the three <laughs> wrestling promotions in kansas long and behold you, you know, we're, know there's a whole lot more than that yeah, we're, we're, we're at like 25 and counting so yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's it's been an absolute blast i mean like i said we never thought it would turn into what it has turned into um so we we started a second show on monday nights where we watch we're gonna watch the matches of the guests we have on thursday and and talk a little bit of news and we've talked about having guests that we've had on prior on uh on monday nights just to kind of you know so that way people aren't itching for the interview uh they can kind of sit back and relax and watch matches with us so you know if if you're interested we'd love to reach out to you sometime steve and absolutely and sit down and and watch some, some watch some old vault stuff, especially because we opened the vault. Uh, we like I said, CSW uploaded that uh, deal with the steel match uh, a couple months ago, so we uh, we opened up the vault on Monday and watched that one. So, would yep. love to have you on in the future, sir. Yeah, I mean, you guys got my contact info, so anytime you want me on, just let me know. I'll I'll do my best to to accommodate you guys. I mean, we scratched the surface of of the stuff that I've done and, and the stuff that I've seen. So absolutely. 
<laughs> uh, Josh, you have anything to you got you got anything to close us out with? Nope, nope. We just uh, again appreciate your time, and uh, we will definitely be making it out to a. Uh, Chase has been to a new breed show. I have not yet. Um, and again, I haven't been to a WLW show since uh, I was in high school. So uh, we have traveled to St. Louis and to Wichita. So we do travel around our area. So we'll definitely get down there to uh, a WLW show at some point in the near future, for sure. For sure. Absolutely. So, well, let All me right, know sir. when you guys some tickets. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nice. Appreciate that. All right, man. Well, we will, uh, we will catch you later. We appreciate it. And we will uh, catch you down the road. Absolutely. I appreciate it, guys. Bye, buddy. Have a good night, sir. Yep, you too. All right, everybody. That was uh that was superstar Steve Fender. Uh Josh is uh Josh has been working to get that done for a while now. It's been a while, man. It's been yeah. a while. That was one of my uh one of my top picks when we started this. So absolutely. Um, uh Josh, uh uh we greatly appreciate Steve coming on and hanging out with us, um, telling us those stories. Uh, you know, I, I'll tell you what, man, um, not to take anything away from our other interviews, but I like how in depth he got like, yeah. And you know, like it was just like scratching the surface, you know? Uh, cause I love how he mentioned that at the end where he was like, you know, I've got plenty of, you know, plenty of other stuff we could talk about too. So that was another one of those interviews, man, that could have went on for yeah three hours if we'd have let. <laughs> yep. Yep. Absolutely. But you know. Lots of fun guys. Um, definitely go check superstar Steve out. You know, uh, we, we promote new breed wrestling all the time in WLW. Um, I know WLW doesn't do a lot of like live stream stuff. Uh, but you know, new breed, new breed wrestling does. I know they upload some of their stuff on social media. So definitely go check that out. Um, and of course, you know, you know me, man, I'll, I'll get on YouTube and I'll go down a rabbit hole. If you go on YouTube and you, uh, you search up superstar Steve, You'll, uh, you'll find some shit. So, yep. uh, so definitely, uh, definitely go check that out. Um, guys, as you know, this is the part of the show where we take a five minute intermission. Um, go get you a drink, go use the restroom, uh, whatever it is. But I encourage you guys come back, uh, because all those cool videos and stuff that you saw at the beginning that Josh makes, uh, Josh does just as much, uh, works just as hard on our intermission video and also check out um, the ad in the intermission video from our official sponsor, big daddy's donuts, uh, which is in three locations here in the Raymore and Belton area. Give a special shout out to big daddy's donuts before we play the intermission. Uh, and then also if you guys are sitting here in the Kansas city area and you're like, man, I don't know where to go to watch wrestling. The great thing about what Josh does with these intermission videos is, is he shows you, upcoming events in our area so you guys can go check out local wrestling so it doesn't matter if you're on the east side of missouri if you're in central missouri or if you're in the kansas city area or if you're all the way in bfe kansas um there is there is independent wrestling for you guys and like i said we uh, uh it'll be in the uh the mid-show break um so other than that josh you got anything to, to close us out with before we no, go sir to we do have a uh, a newly freshly booked uh, interview in a couple weeks that you guys we have not announced yet so that will be on the mid-show break as well so be sure to check out the upcoming Ooh. guests section of our mid-show so nice nice i like that I like we will that uh we'll see you guys in five <laughs> <laughs> what is going on everybody welcome back to the rest of the episode of the i-70 hot tag <clears throat> uh we just got done interviewing superstar steve fender 
fun, fun interview. Uh, again, like I mentioned, uh, like three times while he was on here, um, love, 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 uh, getting, um, uh, getting, uh, some of those older guys that have a lot of stories to tell a lot of great stories. Um, you know, uh, you know, just hearing about their experience in there. Um, let's go Bengals. Alan Jones, the prodigy's a Bengals fan. That's weird. Is that more weird than me being a Jaguars fan? Yeah. You, no, you've just gotten good. used to it. So yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Look at my guy, Matty G, man. Uh, for those that don't know, uh, Matty G, Matthew Holland, uh, stumbled upon the uh, AEW Dynamite post show last night. Uh, got to invite that guy on. And he, that guy was a ho- hoot. Uh, he was super fun. Um, supposedly he's a big wrestling fan. I couldn't tell because I was like, I was like, what'd you like about the show? And he was like, I don't know, man. I didn't watch it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> so dude, dude came in was so cool. Uh, it's, you know, I don't know where he's at in the country, but uh, it, dude was wearing sunglasses when he came in. So uh, it had to have been 10 or 11 at night. So yeah. So, so uh, for those of you who saw the uh, the upcoming guests, we did officially, as of this afternoon, book Scott Tyler, a.k.a. the Giant Killer. Uh, he is uh, coming on the show on February 2nd. Cannot wait to sit down with him. Uh, you've seen him uh, wrestle multiple times in Central Stage Wrestling. We saw him in Journey Pro. So, uh, we, have, uh, we have some... Alan, Alan is a, uh, Alan's like, getting, Alan's getting, Alan's getting some hate for his, uh, his Bengals comment. That's which, is right, cra- which is crazy. Cause this team's not playing. Still love you. We still love you. Uh, we still love you here at the I-70 hot tag. Um, so. if I can love, if I can love Josh for being a Jaguars fan, I can, I can still show, uh, I can still show Alan Jones some love. Um, <clears throat> speaking of showing some love, man, um, we've got a, a we've got a, a promotion that, uh, that has been uh that has been showing the i70 hot tag some love or some some people in the i70 hot tag some love if you will uh, and what i mean by that is um the empire uh, valencia e paz uh for uh you know just to just to talk about it but let's uh let's break down this xwe road to glory in salina kansas salina? speaking salina salina, salina. salina. i know i'm just but uh you had to bring him up you had to bring up the empire. Yeah. Uh, it just so happens that uh, the empire sent in a video to the XWE social media outlets. If you follow them on social media, XWE wrestling on Facebook and on Instagram and Twitter, I believe it's all the same XWE wrestling. You can find them there, but uh, specifically their Facebook page sent in courtesy of your boy, triple dicks. And the Empire. So we actually have that video. It's all about the dick and how you play it. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, we have we have that video here. We're going to play it before we uh, before we start breaking this card down. So I should have been more prepared. Here we go, guys. Uh, Dick Richie Richards uh, of the of the Empire out of the KWA um sent in a video to talk about their um 
You're going to have to watch it on <laughs> the XWE Facebook page. Um, I don't have it ready, so my bad. My bad. Um, it's not ready to play. So, yeah, guys, go check out the XWE page. You can check out that video. Virtually, what, what this video consists of is uh, Dick Richards talking about um, his intention of putting his, quote-unquote, his KWA Women's Championship on the line. He planned to do that. Um, that is until Stormy Renee. And right as soon as Dick Richards says Stormy Renee's name, uh, Ray Leon steps in front, interrupts him, and um, says, "You know what? You 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 put your hands on me, Stormy, and now you gotta now you gotta face the consequences." So what was supposed to be <clears throat> Ray Leon against Paradox, it's now Ray Leon and Dick Richards versus. Stormy Renee and Paradox is the now the official uh, match here. And I got the graphic. Boom. Well, so this is going to be at XWE World of Glory this Saturday night. Absolutely. And I, uh, I, I don't know about you guys, but I can't wait to watch Paradox and Stormy Renee beat Dick together. <laughs> so so uh let's well, while we're going through this let's give our predictions i am going to go with some shenanigans in this one i do think paradox and stormy renee win but it's going to be the disqualification you think so i, I think the last i think because the last match ended in disqualification i don't think this one should um i think that's bad booking um right. uh and if you want to hear more about bad booking check out uh <laughs> check out cr media on sunday nights uh, where me and my friend ABJ and uh, Mark Pro Wrestling Kingpin go live and we talk about the landscape of professional wrestling and we give our bad booking uh, opinions on there. Um, cheap plug. Uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Speaking of cheap, uh, my friend Matthew here says, beating it is fun time. So, <laughs> Anyways, um, <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with, I do think there's going to be some shenanigans, um, but I'm going to go with who I want to win and who I want to win is stormy Renee and paradox. Uh, and I, uh, I think, and here's my, here's my, uh, here's my heads up to stormy. Um, here's my heads up to stormy Renee and paradox. Valencia E Paz is going to be there in some shape, in some way, shape or form. Uh, so just put your head on a swivel. Uh, keep your eyes open and gee, many Christmas XWE hire some referees that, that at least got two eyeballs. Um, because my goodness, I watched that referee in that Ray Leon match, that Ray Leon and paradox match. She didn't ring the damn bell till he put him through the table. I was like, there's interference yeah. all over this place, lady. What are you doing? Yeah. Ring the damn bell. So anyways, that's my advice to storm your Renee and paradox, you know, keep your head on a swivel. Watch out for those scumbags, Valencia Epaz. Um, who knows, man? Uh, that's Saturday, man. We're gonna be we're gonna be at a we're gonna be at Arrowhead Stadium on Saturday. Otherwise, yeah. Otherwise, otherwise we'd I, be in oh, Salina. Yeah. Otherwise, we'd be in Salina, making sure. Uh, making sure. Speaking of Valencia Epaz, um, uh. ACFC will be taking on Valencia Epaz. Um, and now I have just become a humongous a ACFC fan. So 
that's my prediction to win this match is ACFC. Without a doubt, 100%, no questions asked, ACFC just takes care of business, handles it, goes home with a dub. So, Absolutely. I mean, there's there's no question there. So, yeah. Um, take, hey, it, doesn't do, take, it doesn't take much to beat two bums like Valencia Pass. Right. So, absolutely. Yep. Um, so we got a uh, former guest of the show, Shy Lynn, is going to Salina. She's going to take on Morgan LaVey. So, uh, what you got in this one, Chase? Is this, is this a joke? Sure. Is this a joke? Dean Houston Shylin for the win. I'm I'm taking I'm taking the uh, the shooter assassin. I'm taking Shylin. Yep. Um, sorry, Morgan. Uh, if you've if you've ever seen an uh, when if you've ever seen an ice cube stand in hell, uh, that's what that's going to look like on Saturday for you. Uh, sorry about your damn luck. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. Um, it was cool. You know, I wanted to uh, bring this out. I think we talked about it uh, when we broke down the last XWE card, but uh, it was cool to see when Morgan uh, wrestled Kelsey Magnolia last week or two weeks ago in uh, Leavenworth. And before they wrestled, she yelled out, are oh, you ready for some women's wrestling? And should be a hell of a match. We've seen Charlotte a few times in, in uh, KCXW, so... <clears throat> And I was impressed by uh, from what Morgan uh, did in Leavenworth. So should be a should be a heck of a. I'll take Morgan. Spooky girls for the win. All right, it's a bold strategy, Cotton. See if it pays off for him. Yep. Next match, the main attraction, Tobias versus the it. Rebel versus the Rebel Hearts. Uh, now, let me ask you something. Tobias uh, and James Moore. Not just Tobias. I give yeah, James yeah, yeah, Moore's no. love. Yeah, I know. I, I'll give James Moore love, <laughs> but I was giving Tobias extra love because uh, <laughs> Tobias is a former guest of the I-70 hot tag. Um, but, you know, I, I, I want to direct your attention to the right side of the screen there. You know, we've got Rebel Hearts. Um, if I remember correctly, uh, didn't Justin turn on... I'm guaranteeing that the law at UUCW. Yes, but um, from what I'm understanding, you know, that's yes, it did happen. Um, but I apologize and make up. I don't know I, that. I don't know that I, I know there's been a couple XWE events since UUCW. So maybe something happened there. Also, I'm not 100% sure still, even though KWA titles and PCW titles were defended on that show, I'm not 100% sure UUCW is part of the officially a part of the KWA or not. I know uh, PCW and XWE are, but UUCW is not on that graphic. So, anyway, just throwing it out there. But yes, the Rebel Hearts did break up at UUCW. So, interesting. Um, from. I know, I know. Uh, Christian Temple is going to be uh, extremely upset. Not extremely upset, obviously, because the last show we were at, the Chiefs were playing. But it's going to be right in the middle of the Chiefs playoff game. He came out in full Chiefs garb, and uh, should be uh, should be a great match, man. This is a, this is two great tag teams, four great wrestlers, and I am going to go with the main attractions to pick up the dub in this one. Absolutely. 
uh gears guy says that he can hit up justin uh for us because justin is a homie nice absolutely i like it absolutely well what dude that wouldn't be a i feel like every single time we go to a a, a kwa event or at least an event in kansas uh somebody hooks us up with an interview of some, yeah. some way shape or form <laughs> I like it. Uh, Renee did that. Renee, Renee walked up to us and was just like, Hey, I'm doing commentary. Uh, you know, I just want to come over and say, what's up boys. He's like, by the way, you should go check out Ray lay on and ask him for an interview <laughs> better yet. And then he was like, Ray, you should be on the I 70 hot tag. And Ray was like, yeah, I'd love to. And then that's where that happened. So. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Renee. Wrestle talk podcast. Absolutely. Uh, it's, it's a bottom. All right. Johnny Faith. Yep. Let me, uh, ba boom. Versus Leo D of the main attraction. Yes. Yes. For the United Liberty title. Uh, Johnny did was not able to attend the show in Leavenworth. He is back. Going to defend that championship that he just recently won in December. Um, I wish Johnny was there. I still have not seen him in person, but from the video we made for the show, I am uh, I am I am sold that he is going to walk in as champion and walk out as champion. So Johnny Faith, in my opinion, will retain the United Liberty Championship. Chase, what say you? Or does Leo D, who I think never actually. I'm not sure exactly what happened, but I know in Johnny Face promo, he said that Leo D never lost the title. So it was either stripped of him or some, something happened where he was no longer champion. So he's never actually lost the United Liberty Championship. So this is like a almost like a champion versus champion match. So um, – <clears throat> I'm going with Johnny Faith. The little pit bull. I know. I want. I wanted to. I wanted to hold that off to make it seem like I was actually thinking uh, about picking against Johnny Faith, but uh, no. I'm. I'm going Johnny. I'm going Johnny. Uh, Brian. Brian. Uh, Brian J. Baybay says uh, Leo D for the win. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. <clears throat> Another bold strategy. Yep. Uh, Matthew Holland says Leo the donut. Johnny Jungle. Johnny Jungle. I like it. <laughs> I don't hate it. Um, uh, Aaron yes. Helms versus Niles Plunkett. Um, now, uh, I have not seen Aaron Helms, uh, but obviously we are very, very, very familiar with the wine connoisseur, Niles Plunkett. And, uh, that's, that's who I'm going with. I'm going with Niles in this match. Yeah. Um, big, big fan of Niles Plunkett. Um, Niles was... You know, he was up there with a, a, a one of the interviews that I wanted to do with Superstar Steve with Michael Strider and Superstar Steve and, and Niles Plonke. Those are the three that I wanted to interview the most just because love the character, love his in-ring work. Um, but in this instance, I have not seen Aaron Helms wrestle live, but I have seen him wrestle in videos uh, in matches and, and events um, on the tube. So I am going to pick Aaron Helms to walk out the victory. 
Really wish Niles was in Leavenworth last uh, two weeks ago so we could see him live. Haven't seen him in a while. Um, when was the last time we saw Niles? Was that uh, was that Horseman Country? Has he not been? Have we not seen him since Horseman Country? I don't know. But you're right. We haven't seen him in a while. Like even um, the next, you know, haven't seen him booked in a while in our area either. Uh, Gear says I've never seen Aaron Helms, and I'm still choosing him because anytime Niles loses, I'm happy. That's fair. That's fair. I like that. I like that. Uh, main event time. The realist Calvin Aldridge versus Kuda for the XWE Heavyweight Championship. Um, man. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, you know, I'm a big Calvin Aldridge fan. Um, you know, watching him at KCXW tear shit up, winning the KCXW heavyweight championship, um, was hoping, uh, was definitely hoping, uh, to see, you know, more of him in the Kansas city area. Uh, you know, obviously we're getting this, uh, in XWE, you know, obviously not Kansas city, but you know, in the Kansas area. Um, and, uh, Bakuda, I don't know, man. Uh, don't I don't see anybody taking that championship off of Kuda. So for as much as I want to pick the realist Calvin Aldridge to win, uh, as for as much as I want the realist Calvin Aldridge to win, uh, I'm gonna have to go with Kuda here because it just yeah. just doesn't 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 look uh, doesn't look like Kuda's losing that championship anytime soon. Yeah, I. Uh... I'm I'm in the same boat. Huge fan of Calvin Aldridge. Very very talented um, in ring worker, and I could see him doing it. You know, I can see him taking the title off of him. Um, Kuda's a huge fan favorite next WWE, so um, he might be wrestling less because of the new whiskey they're launching. Yep. Well, they've already launched their peanut butter and jelly. That's a wine, not a whiskey, though. So yep. anyway. It's an alcohol, um, but yeah, I, I, I'm going to pick Kuda as well. <clears throat> I don't think the, uh, I think that that news is going to hit. The crowd's going to go insane, just like they did in Leavenworth, and uh, um, uh, not even, not even, not even close, Matthew. No, not even close, my dude. <laughs> I saw that. I was like, I didn't even. <laughs> but anyway, I pick Kuda. So, uh, what a card, man. Like that's, that's one that like, yes, it's going to be fun sitting in that, sitting in Arrowhead stadium, watching the playoffs, but that's going to be also one that I'm like, damn, I wish we were in Salina to see this card because that's stacked, man. Uh, why don't you, uh, why don't you give this, uh, this event announcement while I let my dog out real quick? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So we've already actually talked about this event, um, when our guest was on superstar, Steve, um, it is salute to the soldiers at Fort Leonard Wood, Missouri. Um, tickets do go on sale in a couple days, this Monday, January 23rd, at harleyrace.com. Um, AEW star Matt Seidel, who has become a, a pretty big regular in our area, uh, wrestled for UUCW. He's wrestled over in Glory Pro, um, and he's wrestling again here in WLW. Pretty cool to see him there. Um, also, they're going to have WWE Hall of Famer Bob, uh, Cowboy Bob Orton going to be there as well, as well as all your WLW favorites. Moses, um, you know, Leland Race, Raheem De La Suede, Dysfunction, even Kenny Alfonso is back there on the graphic. He's going to be there, and he's always uh, putting on bangers. So um, 
World League Wrestling, Fort Leonard Wood, Missouri, and I'm pretty sure. Now, I, I don't know. This is going to be on the military base um, at Fort Leonard Wood, Missouri. So, um, and this might, I, I, I just don't know. I don't know if this is just going to be a show. It says tickets go on sale. So I don't, I, I guess it's going to be an open to public event or, or is it just going to be a show just for the troops? I don't know. It says tickets go on sale. So I, I'm, I don't know if they're going to sell them to the troops or what they're going to do. I'm not, I'm not sure, but it is at Fort Leonard Wood, Missouri, which is a, a pretty, pretty good distance from, from us. So, um, absolutely. Maddie, uh, Seidel was Evan born. She didn't know Are you that. serious? Yeah. Damn. We had, we had him on the show and, and we didn't even know that was Evan born. No, yeah, we didn't. That's crazy. <laughs> Damn. Um, Match announcements for CSW when the levy breaks. <sighs> Man, talk about a talk about a play on words. Hmm. Uh, after uh, after Central States Wrestling's immensely successful, extremely successful event, um, deal with the steel at the Kansas City National Guard Armory in Kansas City, Kansas. Uh, the National Guard Armory flooded. Uh, when Kansas City flooded, um, and uh, uh, unfortunately has caused severe, severe damage uh, to the National Guard Armory. Mm -hmm. So CSW is going to have to move, and they are going to go to um, uh, the Lenexa, to the Lenexa Armory. Yep. And uh, when the levy breaks uh, is uh, is the name of the show, and I thought that was uh, a <laughs> thought that was very fitting. Yes. Um, but the matches that they have announced so far, they've only announced announced four. Let this, yes. let's preface this, and this card is already three times worth the amount of admission. Like this is a every single match I would pay thirty dollars just to go see alone. But they've only announced half the card. And, and we're going to get into them here. I'm, I'm just extremely excited. Sorry. I'm jumping. The game. No, yeah, you're, you're good. You're good. <laughs> um, so to start off with, we've got the tribe, the Howlets um, versus the hustle and muscle. Uh, Karam and Rahit Raju. Yes. So uh, excited to uh, excited to see the, uh, the Howlets uh, again. Um, and they're going to be taking on hustle and muscle. Yes. So, so if, if for those of you who are not familiar, if you're in the Kansas City area, if you don't know Hustle and Muscle, they are uh, they wrestle a lot in the St. Louis area. Um, Karam is also wrestles in WLW as well, so he's uh, he's had a lot of uh, exposure there. But uh, you know the Hustle and Muscle team itself is uh, is a staple in St. Louis, specifically Glory Pro. Uh, I'm not sure if they've wrestled in St. Louis Anarchy, but uh, this tag team match is like is it's crazy that we're getting ready to see this and we thought the premiere in the in the howlets uh last month um in the cage was going to be awesome this one is should be fantastic um i'm excited to see hustle muscle and csw absolutely and then um <laughs> the next match uh which i am extremely excited to see um Obviously, moving on 
uh, because that story is ended. That story is so 2002 and we're on to 2023 or 2022. Gee, many Christmas. Uh, and, and now we're on to 2023 and the, the premiere has moved on and they are going to take on grindhouse spitfire, Davey Vega and the gunslinger, Matt Fitchett, the returning gunslinger, Matt Whew. Fitchett. Um, that's that's gonna that's gonna get loosened up and get uh get ready to go. Not taking anything away from this match, but Jesus man, every single time I get an opportunity to talk about, I get to talk about March 18th with the Motor City Machine Guns. Uh, I'm gonna talk about it, and this is uh this is gonna be this is gonna be quite the warm up for uh for uh, Matt Fitchett. So, um the 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 premiere are going to uh, take take Grindhouse to their limits. It's definitely gonna be um definitely gonna be a, a fucking an awesome match. So what uh absolutely love Grindhouse and you know how much I love um you know I'm a big fan of Matt Fitchett. Um he was doing such great work through his route in his entire career. But when we were doing when we started this podcast and we started this show, uh, you know, he became one of my favorites top three going in our area um now davy vega is doing the same thing as well but my question is we have seen the premiere work as heels for the last six months since uh no turning back grindhouse normally works heel and spitfire was just a heel uh what at vendetta when he, when he teamed up um, to face the Howlets. <clears throat> is it going to be, how is this going to come out? Is this Grindhouse going to come in as a face or is, or is a premiere going to have a, have a turn or there's going to be heel versus heel. You never know. It's uh regardless, regardless of what good guy, bad guy, good, you know, good guys, bad guys. Um, These two teams are going to beat the shit out of each other. Yeah. Regardless. Doesn't matter. And, 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 and look who's standing behind the premiere. Oh well, of Rob, course. Roscoe Leach is going to be back, and yeah, uh, well, he's standing in the graphic. Do you think he's going to be standing when he gets there? He's going to be rolling in on a wheelchair. you think? Uh, you think? You think our guy Roscoe Leach, um, ass crack Roscoe Leach is going to be uh is going to be walking into the uh, the arena on uh, February twenty fifth? No, I don't know. Um, Matthew Holland says my birthday is March 18th, 1999. Matthew, if you are in or around anywhere near uh, St. Louis, I don't have the graphic anymore, but yeah. Uh, on March 18th in St. Louis, Missouri, Grandel wrestling is going to have a fantastic match between the current impact wrestling tag team champions motor city machine guns versus the grindhouse matt fitchett and davy vega uh it's going to be a fantastic event um you should uh, definitely check that out if you were in the st louis area on your birthday um he says uh he says my wrestling name is roscoe cleveland i wonder if uh i wonder if uh cleveland means he's from ohio i don't know anyways the next match we have. So this is weird. This is the 
first time since um Horseman Hunter. Rise of an Outlaw. Okay, go ahead, sir. Yep, this is the first time since Rise of an Outlaw that we have seen Jeremy Wyatt defend the DWF championship. I do have a graphic. It's a double main event graphic, so we're going to see both of them. But yes, the Monarch Jeremy Wyatt will be defending his DWF championship that he still carries around against Jake something. Um, the disrespect, bro. How come Dak? How come Dak doesn't have uh, doesn't have the CSW championship over his shoulder? Because it's, it's, he's holding it just behind Jeremy standing in front of it. What? I don't know. I'm just I'm just trying to make it seem like he's he's holding it. That's I mean, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. But yes, the Monarch Jeremy Wyatt and Jake something. So they are going to defend that DWF championship, and they're going to use that kind of as the uh, as the second title in CSW. And then not only that, guys, like. The Maha Magnum Dak Draper is going to take on Xavier Walker, who uh, is is <laughs> big flexy. Uh, he's getting his uh, title shot here as well. So Matthew poses a very good question. Why does Jake not have a last name? I don't know. Could, don't know he, he could have just went just by Jake. That's <clears throat> just the one namer. Jake flipped off Dimitri, and so I'm half tempted to uh to root for jeremy wyatt and i'm joking i'll never root for jeremy wyatt <laughs> fuck that fuck that guy <laughs> he can flip my son off all he wants yeah <laughs> go jake something go um jake. so you know you and i talked about this man like it's it's the newcomer xavier walker never wrestled in csw at least not you know in this iteration of it jake something obviously has not wrestled in csw we go back to the uh, hustle and muscle. It's going to be their debut in CSW. A lot of uh, a lot of debuts lot of coming faces. up. A lot of new a faces lot of new in CSW. Faces, and I love it. I do too, man. I do too. This is going to be a uh, like I said, four matches already announced. And could you could you imagine what we would be looking at if I don't want to I I don't want to like I don't want to harp on it or I don't want to like stay on it too long. I just want to plant this little seed. Um, you know, because obviously the venue is going to be a little bit smaller than what it was. So could you, uh, uh, could you imagine like what, how big that card would have been had they had, we had a bigger venue. I mean, like I said, we're seeing a lot of these new faces. So, um, so yeah, man, th think about it. So you got, you got four matches announced. So Woo! that's the thing. That's another one, man. Uh, we, we've asked that every single event since he, you know, declared it. Where is Arjun Singh's title match? And that's where I was yeah. kind of getting to. I was I've watched, get... I've watched Vendetta twice now since it's been uploaded. Yeah. Arjun Singh clearly, clearly mentioned, you know, whoever wins the CSW championship tonight, I'll be, I'll be watching. And he's yet where to get it? it yet to get where it. Where is it? Um, but four, matches in a, four matches in a don't, don't get me wrong. I like I like Big Flexi, but uh yeah. Why is he getting a title shot over Arjun who's been there, wrestled, yeah. and declared I want a title shot? 
and deserves yeah. it. I mean, I'll tell you what, man, as much as, as much as she's hated around at, uh, CSW and I mean, yeah, he, he just comes in, beats people up, wins matches and leaves. I mean, a, a thousand percent. If you just kick Roscoe out of the way, I mean, he could probably, the sky's the limit, man. Yeah, absolutely. But what I was going to say is four matches announced. And I was going to, you know, this kind of leads me into Arjun Singh because I was going to mention him. Um, so Arjun Singh would most likely have a match announced at some point. You would think, maybe not. Who knows what they got going on this month. But um, you think there's still going to be an Arjun Singh match. There's still going to be maybe a possible Luigi Primo match. That's probably a given. Um, maybe a big strong boy, Ethan Price. He may be there as well. But one of the wrestlers, you know, we're, we're still a month away over a month away. What other wrestlers do you think are going to be on the card to kind of fill this, fill this out? Cause it's already stacked and whatever they add to us, is going to be icing on the cake. But um, do you have any wrestlers right now that you think are going to be added other than the Luigi and the origin saying that I've just announced or just said, well, I, I would be, uh, I would be extremely upset if uh, Scott Tyler wasn't added. Yep. Um, what about, uh, let me think. Uh, let me think. Let me think. Um, what about what about Tobias Storm? That's uh, that's that's awesome. Like I think Tobias Storm. I would. I would be okay. Would. I would be okay with it being a pre a, a pre a pre match. Um, you know, obviously, but these two guys obviously deserve. A, a spot on the card, but I mean, if they, if they didn't, I'd love to see Tobias and Scott Tyler. Yeah. That'd be a hell of a match, man. Yeah. Hell of a match. Bring in Scott as the, uh, as the face and put, put Tobias yeah. in there as his. Oh, absolutely. Bring, bring Scott Tyler in as the, as the white meat, hot baby face. And then, uh, and then put him against Tobias and let Ooh. Tobias run his mouth. Ooh. Man. Yeah. Man. Yeah, yeah, I'd love to see Tobias Storm in a uh, in a CSW ring. Absolutely, absolutely. So, Scotty Claus, Scotty Claus. Um, yeah, man. So that uh, that's that's so far. Kenny before- Alfonso, there's a great one. We saw Kenny Alfonso for the first time in Deal with the Steel in CSW. Ooh, Kenny, about Kenny Alfonso, Alfonso, yeah, Kenny Alfonso needs a spot on this card, brother. Mm-hmm. Yep, coming off that win. Yep, absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. All right, guys. Uh, We have just three events left uh, in the two short weeks that we have um, a little over two, two weeks left that we have in January of 2023 guys. We're already one month in. It's crazy. Um, But yes, on January 21st, this Saturday, uh, if you are in Salina, Kansas, Make sure you check out um, XWE Road to Glory. Uh, you know, we talked about that card, broke it down. You're going to see Kuda versus Calvin Aldridge for the XWE Championship, guys. Johnny Faith versus Leo D for the United Liberty Championship. Um, you're going to see uh, Ray Leon and Dick Richie Richards versus Stormy Renee and Paradox. Um, and... Uh, if you do happen to go to that event, you can take uh, you can take a well-deserved bathroom break right after that when Valencia E-Pass comes in because they're not worth watching. Uh, but definitely uh, definitely check out that event as a whole. Um, and then on January 27th, 
St. Louis Anarchy presents Gateway to Anarchy. The new Gateway Heritage Championship is going to be unveiled. I'm very excited about that. Plus, Christian Rose is going to be uh, defending the Destination Championship, which is formerly known as the Journey Pro Championship. It has been rebranded, but Christian Rose is taking it uh, to other ventures with him. Uh, he didn't. He didn't wrestle that match in the dark, guys, uh, with no lights to win that championship. Just to just to hand it back over. Um, that's not how. That's not how Christian Rose is playing it. We're gonna we're gonna get to see it. Uh, so make sure uh, make sure you check out St. Louis Anarchy. They are on Fight TV now, guys. Or is it IW? It's IWTV. 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 Yep. My bad, guys. Nine ninety nine a month for IWTV. You're gonna get all kinds of independent professional wrestling. Um, so l- let's put this in perspective. Fifteen bucks a month for Fight TV and IWTV. You're gonna get so much independent wrestling. You won't even need to watch Monday nights, Wednesday nights, or Friday nights anymore. It's worth it. Um, the, the $15, I mean, like, I, I, I would cancel my cable subscription. So, um, we just did, sure you, so yeah. I may be subscribing. <laughs> yeah. Or, uh, or, or, or maybe, uh, maybe your co-host gifts you, uh, gives you some credentials. Uh, so my man. check that, check my that man. out. Um, <laughs> anyways, uh, and then on January 28th, guys, uh, Chape, Cape, Chape. Cape Championship Wrestling presents One Night Riot. You're going to get to see Marco Stunt. Marco Stunt, who was with um, uh, Jurassic Express in AEW, uh, little guy, um, will challenge for the CCW title against Joey O'Reilly. No relation. Um, Now, you just called Marco Stunt a little guy. He's going to see that, and when he's a guest on the I-70 Hot Tag, he's going to hold it against us, just like Tobias did. Yeah. Damn you, Chase. Yep. Uh, yeah, guys. So should be a hell of a show there down in there in Cape. They're going to have a WrestleMania or not WrestleMania, a Royal Rumble type match in uh, in Cape down there. It's going to be the same night as a Royal Rumble. Um, but next Thursday night, guys, our guest in uh, on the I seventy Hot Tag is going to be Evan Jalistico. Uh, he is a staple in St. Louis Anarchy and St. Louis Wrestling. You may know him as Buddy Shepard in uh, in uh, NWL. He goes as Buddy Shepard still over in Grandel Wrestling as well. And fun fact, Chase's son has Evan Jalistico's gold hat, and he wears it to every wrestling event that he's gone to since, and it is fantastic. We went to Journey Pro and it was it was a cool treat to see Evan like and uh and uh Matt Jackson kind of acknowledge your son and, and say I didn't give you that damn hat <laughs> you know why, yeah. why do you have the hat <laughs> you know it was cool to see that so yeah. um and Evan's a great guy I and, think he's gonna he's a he's a fantastic talent over there in St. Louis so absolutely uh, we're uh we're, we're gonna talk to him about a bunch of stuff we're gonna talk to him about um his time as Buddy Shepherd. Um, we're going to talk to him about, you know, how, how the, um, how him and Matt Jackson came up with the, uh, the commission, um, and why they decided to do that and run with it. And it was super entertaining. Um, we're also going to talk to Evan Jalisco about his, uh, about his feud going on with Sean, um, in, uh, St. Louis Anarchy. Uh, so definitely, uh, definitely, definitely, uh, tune in next week. 
And uh, on the pit stop on Monday, we're uh, we're going to be watching a match of Evans. Um, we're currently uh, currently finding out which uh, which match Evan would prefer us to watch. Um, and when we get that, we uh, will uh, we'll watch that on Monday night. So come hang out with us um, here on the pit stop brought to you by the I-70 hot tag where we uh, where we'll watch a match for our guests on Thursday and, you know, kind of just get prepared for it. Uh, and it also gives you guys an opportunity to get some questions ready uh, for our guests. Cause one of the great things about these interviews guys is, is we take questions from you in the chat, uh, for the, uh, for the guests. So always, um, always, always, uh, lots of fun. And we appreciate you guys tuning in every week. Uh, even Matthew Holland, our, uh, our new follower on YouTube, uh, funny, funny guy. Um, Yes, appreciate you yes. joining in the entire episode, Matt. Thanks yes. for uh, thanks for keeping uh, the, the chat lively, my man. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, Josh, do you have anything else for us before we get out of here? No, sir. This is uh, episode thirty-eight, and uh, right. a lot of good stuff coming up, man. Evangelisco next yeah. week, Monday pit stop, Chiefs Jags Saturday, man. Very busy the next seven days. <laughs> absolutely, uh, absolutely. Um, an opportunity arose for, uh, you know, I haven't got to go to a Chiefs game, um, all year. And because, um, Joshy uh, glasses. Joshy glasses, I just say. he called, uh, he called Scott, he called Scott last night, Scotty Claus. And I changed Scott's name to Scotty Claus and Scott didn't notice it throughout the whole show. Um, <laughs> if he came up with that nickname for you earlier, I'd have changed your name. <laughs> I'd have changed your name. Anyways. Well, uh, great. I'm going to be called Joshy Glasses all next week. Yep. Um, so, guys, you know, an opportunity arose for uh, us to go to the game on Saturday, and I couldn't think of a better opportunity. Um, I, uh, I, you know, um, Josh and I have never been to a Chiefs game together, uh, obviously because Josh is a huge Jacksonville Jaguars fan. Um, but, you know, this is playoffs, and it's both of our teams, and, and we've uh, we've killed it this year, and Josh has done a killer job. Um, you know, you've seen all the graphics, all the videos that go through the I seventy hot tag. Uh, those are all done by Josh, and they're not done on they're not done on Photoshop or Premiere or After Effects. Josh does all of our videos on Canva, which I found out uh, that prior to doing them on Canva, uh, that he was doing them on Microsoft PowerPoint. Um, so, uh, so greatly, greatly appreciate, uh, everything that Josh does. Um, so we're going to go have fun on Saturday and then we will see you guys on Monday. Uh, so Josh, if you have nothing else, um, uh, I am going to go ahead and close this out guys for, uh, for my, uh, co-host Josh, the real Josh Elliott for myself, chase CR media as always. Right, I'm gonna.